0: Welcome to The Best Bits, a podcast that is dedicated to helping you grow through the worst bits to get to the best. I'm your host and resident hypnotherapist Lily and my passion is to help women overcome whatever is holding them back. So let's get into it. I'd like to recognize the traditional owners of the land in which I am recording this podcast on today and to extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. I hope you're having a great week and I'm so keen for this chat. It's one that I've wanted to do for a long time and it just hit me that I haven't done it yet and I really want to talk about it. So today we're going to be talking about anxious attachment styles. Now we could do all of the attachment styles, but I think it's actually better to just Focus in on one at a time and I'll spread them out uh, because I think it's really important that we go deep on each because they are a really big part of our lives. So I want to get into that today, but first, of course, I will do my best, my worst, and my quote. So my best, my best actually hasn't happened yet, but I think it's going to be pretty cool. So tonight my family and I and like our partners and everything we're all going to something called pub choir and that sounds probably really dorky and I think it might be a bit dorky but it's going to be really fun I think. Basically uh, it's this choir that started in a pub And now it's gone, like, global. They take it everywhere and it's just a bunch of people that get together. They learn a song and then we all perform it together. I don't know. I don't really know what you do, but it's, yeah, I think it's going to be really fun. I've heard of people doing it and they say, like, it's one of the funnest things they've ever done. And I was speaking about it with my partner because he's coming. And he's, like, oh, like, this is, you know, a bit out of my comfort zone. Um, and he's, like, is it a bit, like, is it going to be awkward and things like that? And we kind of just discussed it of, like, let's just lean into this kind of dorky thing to do and let's just have fun with it. Like, let's just have as much fun as possible because I think it's going to be just so good and I can't wait. Um But yeah, I think that's going to be my best. And then my worst is, sorry, this is probably really boring, but it's a running injury. I have hurt my knee somehow. I think it's just probably because I've never really run this much and this distance of kilometres before because I'm training for the marathon. And yeah, my knee, every time I go like three kilometres, it just flares up and I have to stop. So I'm going to go and see a doctor or a podiatrist or I don't know, whatever you do. i um, not used to like athletic injuries um, and hopefully get that sorted, but it just means I have to take some time off. So it's just a bit of a bugger when you're in training and then you kind of just feels like you go backwards. So yeah, I actually am a bit bummed about that, but it's going to be all right. I will sort it out. Um... If any of you have done a half marathon or are really into running or whatever, if you have any tips for just making sure that you don't injure yourself, particularly like knee stuff, I find that my knees get super sore. If you have any tips, please let me know because I know nothing. Like when it comes to athletics and all that stuff, like, I actually know nothing, so I would appreciate any advice you have. Uh, And then my quote for today, it is, it is honestly just simply, you cannot change your past, but you can change the present. And that really goes with today's topic of anxious attachment, because obviously, these attachment styles start when we're really young, and we can't change that, but we can change the present. So, having said that, let's get into it. Let's talk about what attachment styles actually are, and then we can get into the anxious attachment style. So, basically, there are four main attachment styles, and they are secure. Anxious, ambivalent, anxious, avoidant, and disorganized. And basically the attachment styles, they shape the way that you react and behave in your adult relationships, particularly when it comes to your romantic partner, but this can show up in other relationships as well. So basically it's how you make emotional bonds with other people. And the thing really to note about attachment styles is that they literally start at birth. They start when you are born and they continue into your early life. And then attachment styles really show up in your adult life. So they're formed when you're younger, but actually where they're really showing up is in your adulthood. So it's, typically formed by the relationship that you have with your main caregiver in, I guess, more traditional and older styles of um, of families. That's typically the mum, but obviously um, that's not always the main caregiver. So it's really just who uh, your first attachment is. And it's basically... Your blueprint that you go off for your later relationships down the line. So the way that anxious attachment can be formed is really um, if your needs maybe aren't being met, they're not being responded to, so your emotions aren't being responded to. Um, And a big one is, you know, with anxious attachment is, well, if you are sometimes really cared for and then sometimes not. So it's that inconsistency of care, of love, of of emotions, of of the way that your primary caregiver shows you emotions. If there's inconsistency there or it can be a little bit chaotic – Uh, that can then cause this anxious attachment because it's, there's this part within you that's thinking or worrying, okay, when am I going to get that love? If it's really inconsistent, where might I be getting that? And then, you know, obviously there are more severe and serious, I guess, ways that anxious attachment can be formed through trauma and abuse. Uh, That's not always the case, but sometimes it certainly is. Even things like if when you were born, maybe you had a longer hospitalization because, you know, maybe things went wrong and you're separated from your caregiver. That can, you know, not always obviously, but can cause some anxious attachment as well. So it's not always that you're you're not being cared for or you're not being cared for consistently. It's oftentimes also just the way that your little brain, when you're so young, perceives the love that you're getting and perceives the way in which you're being cared for. And yeah, whether it just the way that you relate to that. So if, you know, you are a mum or a dad listening to this and you're thinking, oh my gosh, have I given my child anxious attachment? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? Honestly, oftentimes it is just the way that our tiny little brains perceive things and it's, you know, not necessarily the fault of anyone it can just be the, the meanings that we attach to things when we're so young because obviously at that time we don't have critical thinking, we don't have the ability for, um, you know, nuances and, and knowing that, you know, mum or dad can't always be there. So there's lots of different ways that these anxious attachments can occur. Um, but obviously the big ones are things like, yeah, inconsistency of, of care, Um, trauma abuse things like that as well they they go into it but they're not always the case Um, and the way in which you might think okay I feel like I am anxious in in my relationships how do I know if I have anxious attachment so anxious attachment if you have that you are What would be classified as, which I think is completely wrong and such a terrible way of putting it, but in normal society, we would probably classify it as like needy or clingy. I hate those words. I hate them so much. But that's typically probably what you would think of. So sometimes you will maybe... Seek reassurance from your partner a lot. You might feel like, "Oh my gosh, are they going to leave me?" Um, you, yeah, you read into things, maybe analyze things. You, you know, maybe you want to be around your partner all the time, and all you know, just these little things that just show a, there's a little bit of that anxiety there, and. Oftentimes when it comes to anxious attachment, there's a big sense of feeling unlovable, unloved, that love can be taken away from you. It can be given and then taken away. And that really creates some feelings of unworthiness, um yeah, and just low self-esteem really. It really does cause you to have that low confidence, low self-esteem because if you're always questioning your relationship and questioning your partner and whether or not they want to be with you, it's going to begin to then affect your sense of sense of self, your sense of self-worth. So that's why these attachment styles, and to be aware of them, to understand them, to know which one you have, which one you are, can be really life-changing because it actually gives you the ability to change them. So there's another level of anxious attachment as well that I said, which is anxious avoidance. So you've got anxious ambivalent, which I just went over, and you've got anxious avoidant. Now, they will basically be the opposite of the anxious ambivalent. So anxious avoidant types are typically um, people that maybe you display, you know, a sense of being very independent, not needing anyone, um, not wanting to get emotionally close to people, you avoid connecting, you you have the feelings of, of love and things like that, but you struggle to give it, you crave freedom, uh, and basically you just, you find um, emotions to be really difficult. And with this, there's a big sense of, Fear of rejection and you maybe you were rejected as a child, maybe you were made to feel a bit unlovable, so you had to put up this protective mechanism to basically with withdraw from connection and to basically self-soothe. So you really learn to just avoid any type of closeness and that that's like a a better way to do it. And whether it's ambivalent or avoidant, they are both protective mechanisms. As with anything that really comes up in our life, because we are these evolutionized beings, our entire brain, our entire mind and body is set for protection. So ambivalent and avoidant, it's just that protective mechanism because at the end of the day, us as human beings, we, we want connection. We want to be loved. But probably more than that, we want to protect ourselves. And if we have seen when we're younger, love and care and relationships to be something that could potentially hurt us, we're going to build these attachment styles to protect ourselves. So when you think about it, it really, really makes sense. But if you are listening to this and you are an anxious attached, you're an anxious avoidant, you're thinking, yeah, it makes sense, but it sucks and it's maybe it feels like it's ruining your relationship. Maybe it feels like it causes you to not be able to get in relationships and if you are wanting relationships, because not everyone is, and that's totally fine, it can be really emotional, and it can be really hard, and there's, I guess, this feeling of, of hopelessness, because it is such an instinctual thing, the way that we react in relationships, it can feel like your attachment style is just set, and that's it, like there's no changing it, but the really, really, really exciting thing about attachment styles is that they can actually be changed. They actually can be changed. They are not hardwired. They are softwired. And through a few different ways, we can actually make really great change to the way that we are in relationships. And that's the thing. Attachment styles really only show up in adulthood. So they're formed when we're young, but they only really show up in adulthood. So we kind of need to get to our adulthood in order to make change, which I actually think is a really good thing because when we are an adult, we have a whole different level of perspective. We have critical thinking, we have nuances, the ability to cognitively understand that. So when we're an adult, we are in the best state to actually be able to make changes to our attachment styles so if you are sitting there listening to this thinking yeah that's me that's me but I need to change this you absolutely can you absolutely can and I definitely had uh, feelings of anxious attachment I think for me, and this might be you too, it's an important thing to say is that for me, the anxious attachment was really coming from more of a relationship OCD side. So that's a big thing as well. ROCD is um, a, a subsection of OCD. So I like probably all of you know who listen to this, I have OCD. And a way that that showed up for me was with relationship OCD. So anxious attachment and relationship OCD can really kind of cross over a little bit and very similar themes. With either one, though, we can make incredible change. So it doesn't necessarily matter. Um, both can have really great change. But I certainly struggled with this. And it showed up in my relationship. It caused fights with uh, my partner and I because I would be feeling insecure. I would be questioning our relationship. And it really can actually cause a lot lot of trouble in a relationship if it's not dealt with. And the thing really to note is that particularly with things like relationship OCD, a lot of the time these things actually come up because you are in a good relationship. You really love this person so you don't want to lose it. Um, that's different than anxiety that is caused from a toxic relationship. So that's kind of got to be my first point is that if you are in a relationship and you're feeling really anxious and you're feeling all of these symptoms of relationship anxiety you're feeling all these symptoms of anxious attachment I think the first thing to really get clear on is what is the state of this relationship that you're in so is it a healthy relationship Is your partner treating you right? Uh, Is there respect mutually in the relationship? If you can really take a bird's eye perspective of the relationship and say, no, this is actually a really good relationship. I'm not being disrespected. It's not necessarily toxic. I am just feeling this anxiety. Then that's different from, oh, it is a bit toxic And I'm feeling anxiety because of that. So getting really clear on the state of your relationship first is super important because it's not always just that you feel anxious and you're an anxious person. Sometimes there's things that actually cause you to feel that way. So we need to get really clear on on what's going on in the relationship. So just doing a bit of a relationship check-in with either yourself or you and your partner if you can. Um and just seeing where things are at to see what problem do we actually need to be addressing here. And then the really, really important thing first is to get super clear on what this anxious attachment actually is so that you can learn to communicate it with your partner. Because, You're not going to be able to heal it just like straight away. So when you become aware of this anxious attachment style, get really knowledgeable about how it shows up. Do research on your own as well, figuring out how it shows up, uh, what are the symptoms that can typically, typically come up, how it can make you feel. And when those feelings do come up, learning to communicate them with your partner, saying, hey, I'm feeling this way right now. I think it's because of this and this is what I've learned, and talking about it with your partner just so that you're both on the same page and you can both kind of understand what's going on within you at that time because oftentimes when you're feeling these symptoms of an anxious attachment style and you're reacting from that, it can, this, this is really where that needy, that clingy title, these labels that I hate so much, it's really where they come from because they're not, it's not being communicated as to what's actually going on. So then that can cause trouble within your relationship. So communicate with your partner, understand what it is that's going on and have them understand. And if they're a good partner, they will take that time to understand what anxious attachment style actually is and then they, you know, can come at it from just a more knowledgeable standpoint, which I think is really important. And then really where the big, big change happens is Through understanding exactly why you have this anxious attachment style. Where this came from. What's going on here to cause this. Now, the thing is, it's going to take some investigating. It really is because these things are formed when we are quite young. And... Oftentimes, you know, most of my clients will come to me and they'll say, "I have a great family. I have, a, I had a great childhood. I had the there's there's no significant trauma there or anything. I don't know why I'm this way. Like I must be broken or something, right?" And then we investigate it. We really just nut everything out and. You know, we figure out it's 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 something that they have just perceived a certain way, or it's a meaning that they've attached to something that they never really needed to. Um, something maybe they had forgotten about, and and forgotten that they attached a certain meaning to it. Um, something that someone said when they were younger that that person you know maybe never thought about again could have had an impact. So the really important thing is to get clear on what the heck is going on here and why your tiny little brain when you were younger formed these beliefs about relationships, about attachment, about your lovability, your worthiness, everything. And then we gain perspective on it. Then we can really begin to do the really cool work, which is to change these perspectives, to look back and think, okay, shit, did I actually ever need to attach that meaning to that? What is a new meaning that I can attach to that person saying that, to my caregiver not coming to me in that moment? You know, sometimes we'll look back and we'll be able to actually give a perspective from you know sometimes obviously when there's no significant trauma or abuse or anything like that we can sort of see it from the caregiver's perspective as well because as we get older and even become caregivers we see the world in a different way so being able to understand how this blueprint was formed we can actually begin to create a new blueprint for your relationships and these things once you understand them like in a session with me we do we do conversational hypnosis so my clients describe it literally as like the deepest conversation they've ever had where all these little light bulbs are going off and once you understand something and that light bulb goes off the shift happens immediately it just clicks in and you see things differently. You understand things in a different way and therefore you react to things in a different way. So you will be in your relationship, you know, maybe a week after a session with me and you'll just be super calm in a situation. And then that night, maybe when you're in bed, you'll be looking back and thinking, oh my God, I didn't even react to that. Like, what the hell or it'll be you know just something that you usually would have gotten anxious about and you're just super calm and you're able to see it in a different way so that is really really the key to making long lasting change here i think that's the most important to be honest but a lot of people also say that if you are an anxiously attached person you really really should be going to a securely attached person. Now, I think like yeah, great. Obviously, like that that will help because two anxious people or an anxious and an avoidant is tricky and there can be, you know, a lot of clashing there. I think if you understand attachment styles, you can communicate with your partner and you can come to an understanding together that you know, if one of you is anxious and one is avoidant, okay, let's work on this because we're clashing. Um, but I also think even if you do get in a relationship with someone that is secure, like this can, that actually can change your, your attachment style because when someone is a secure, a securely attached, they can easily make you feel secure and comfortable and show you, you know, really great boundaries and things like that. And that can, over time, actually make really great change to your attachment style. But I think the work needs to be done regardless. I think if it just takes someone securely treating you, I think that's almost like an external thing. Whereas I think, I think we actually need to be doing that work on ourselves to understand ourselves on that whole new level. And even if you are are with a secure person, like that's great, and you understand yourself on this whole new level, that's really going to help you. Um, but definitely, it helps to be with someone that's secure because obviously, then they're not triggering this anxious attached style. Um, so yeah, that's obviously going to help, but I don't think it's necessary. I think if it's two anxious people together an anxious and avoidant and there's no toxicity, there's no abuse, obviously there's no like trauma, bad stuff there. I think it can really be worked through and, and you can still have a fantastic relationship. Absolutely. It's just, yeah, it just takes that work. But I think When it comes to things like this, that work is so important. Like it's such a rich, juicy part of life that you get to do this work on yourself and come out feeling stronger, more secure within yourself, uh, more secure within your relationship. It's fantastic. I think a lot of people think um, that you have to do this, you know, when you're single to then be... Able to go into a relationship a lot stronger, and I think that is absolutely ideal. But you can do this work whilst being in a relationship. Absolutely, you can. Uh, Sometimes it's even better because you're really sure of what's triggering you, how you're feeling, and you can work from that state where you actually really understand what's going on and you're in that heightened state so you can really deal with everything. So yeah, whether you're single or you are in a relationship, you can work on this anxious attachment and you can totally become someone who is securely attached, who feels amazing within themselves, who feels so confident in their relationships. It's so possible. So if you are listening to this now thinking, oh, I'm so anxiously attached, you can change this. And that is the most exciting thing To to me, it is so exciting Um, and I work with women and men, actually, all the time on this and the results are amazing. So if you want to reach out, please do. I would love to help you. It would literally be my honor. Uh, It gets me excited because I've experienced it myself. I know exactly what it feels like, but I also know what it feels like to be on the other side. And it's just really good. It's really, really good. So we can absolutely make that happen for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode on anxious attachment. I will do more of the attachment styles because I think they're super interesting. But we'll leave it at just this one for today and let that all digest. If you have any questions or anything, please reach out to me. I'm always so keen to chat to you guys. I would love it if you haven't rated or reviewed this podcast. If you would do that right now, it would mean the world to me genuinely. It helps me so, so much. Uh, It helps other people find this podcast and yeah, I would really appreciate it. But if you do want to reach out to me, I will leave a link in the description to book a free 20 minute discovery call with me. So we just get on the phone, have a quick chat. And I can tell you a little bit about, you know, what it is that I do, how I might be able to help you. um, And we can just have a chat, obviously. No obligations there or anything. um, But we'll just see if it's the right fit. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I am so grateful. And I will see you next Tuesday. Bye.